Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Supersize Phys Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Carney, and this is what I do. I teach large groups of PE students, up to 120, 130 students at a time, kindergarten through fifth grade in Fort Myers, Florida, and I absolutely love it. It's awesome, but it's not always easy. And so I want to share a game with you today that I created last year, which I really enjoy, and the kids loved it, and something different. It's funny, my, my son the other day said to me, uh, he goes, well, who, you know, where'd you learn this game from? And I'm like, uh, this person on, you know, on Twitter. And then where'd you learn this game from? I'm like, uh, this person on Voxer. And he's like, did you ever make your own games? And I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, which ones? And I'm like, mm, uh, well, there's, uh, so <laughs> I had to think about it for a second, but one of the games I created last year is called Tower of Terror. And it is a target game, which is great because we're starting this year with target games. So I'm going to actually be playing this next week uh, for the third, fourth, and fifth graders. Maybe second. I don't know. Um, I don't have them in the lesson plans, but I was thinking maybe if third grade is really, really well that I could maybe try it with second grade. But I really think it's more of a third, fourth, and fifth grade game or higher. Tower of Terror is divided into a few different layers or levels. It, um, again, is a target game. It requires one scooter for every two kids, two students. Um, you could rotate, like if it's an odd number, you could rotate who goes with the scooter and then who stays back. Um, I'm not a big fan of you know relay races with ten kids in a line. I've seen those on you know on social media, which I can't stand. But that's a whole other topic. So here's Tower of Terror. Uh, now, this could be for one class or two classes. I I mean, preferably one class, but I've done it with two, and all you have to do is double things up, and it's, it really does work well. Um, level one is students in pairs take turns pushing one another on the scooter safely. Okay, it's important that the students hold their knees uh, up, I guess, and lean back a little bit, so they, you know, they get a feel for the weight distribution. Now, we don't use scooters a ton, um, I usually save those for near the end of the year or last well, a month or two. So I'm um, just getting a feel for the scooter. Now, they're going to push them around nicely. Obviously, you're not going to just push them, but they're going to kind of guide them down and back and just get a feel for, you know, they're not going to um, kneel on it or stand on it. Obviously, they're going to just uh, sit on it and um, take turns. You know, the, the one person pushing, obviously, is like the driver and the other person is giving directions. That is just level one, just getting used to it. And level two, now it gets a little harder, you're gonna give uh, give them a blindfold. Now the person who's pushing, the per- that means the person who's standing, who's pushing, will be have the blindfold on. The other one will give directions. Okay, and this, is, this gets a little tricky, and we wanna make sure it's not dangerous. Like I, I actually had to stop a game last year because kids are just kind of flying down as fast as they can, and, and I don't want people crashing into each other. So this is actually just a, uh, it shouldn't be a real fast moving thing. It should, they should be giving directions, you know, just left, right, forward, backward, um, those kind of directions. So again, the person um, sitting is the one giving directions. The one pushing has the blindfold, okay? So now I do have a, a PDF uh, at my website that I'm going to put out. It is, again, supersizephyzed.com um, that has all the directions to this. And also in my resource section, I do have a an actual uh, poster I made um, on Comic Life Three that also gives directions to the game. So if you have any questions, 
uh, let's refer to that, and I'll remind you at the end of the, uh, the podcast, you can always go to supersizephysed.com for these resources. Because then there, in level two, there are some questions, and I'll give you a couple of them that I've written down, but um, again, this is on the PDF. Uh, were you able to successfully push your partner across the line? Did you crash into anyone or anything? Uh, was your partner giving clear directions? Okay, and what would you do differently? So these are just some starter questions. You also could add a, um, this is kind of level 2.1. I didn't put this in the PDF, but you could modify it where you also put some, uh, let's say, beanbags all over the place and they have to, you know, go through or navigate through the minefield. That's a whole nother just level right there. Uh, Two and a half or 2.1, something like that. Okay, level three is you're going to dispense buckets uh, just all over the place, like the bucket stacks, um, kind of like the cup stacks, but buckets. You could actually use um, cup stacking, little cups, but uh, we use the buckets. So put those all around and give them a team color. So we try to color coordinate everything. Like if you're the yellow team, you have a yellow blindfold, yellow scooter, and you have to pick up yellow buckets. Okay, red team, purple team, whatever. Uh, if, if that doesn't work or you don't want to do it that way, or let's say you, you, know, you have buckets that broke and they just, you don't have... <laughs> You need six buckets basically for each color or each team. So if that doesn't work, then do what works for you. Okay, it doesn't have to be a color coordinated thing, but I just, we just found that that's easier. So now as soon as we're pushing the blindfolded uh, person again, and they can switch, they need to keep switching back and forth, Who's um, especially if it's like a team of four. One could be uh, pushing with the blindfold, one could be sitting. They're gonna go down and get a bucket and then put it in the, um, there's like a bucket building zone the tower zone, we call it. They're going to go start stacking, making a uh, like a six stack, a three on the bottom, then two, then one like a pyramid. So they're going to go down, drop one off, return to the uh, their team, and then switch. So if it's, let's say it's a team of four, two are going, and again, one's blindfolded. Now, you don't have to do this with blindfolds. You could do this without blindfolds um, if it's not working for your students. So they go down, get a bucket, put it in the tower zone, and then return to their uh, playing area. Their, their, other, their team, their teammates, and they switch. So it, it continues until all the buckets are collected and they build a tower. So that is level three. Okay, level four, this is the tough one. This is, it's identical setup to level three, so the buckets are scattered. And now we put dodgeballs, or gator skin balls, if you want to call them that, uh, throughout the area as well. Now this, is, again, doesn't have to be a color code thing, but it could be. You could say the yellow team has to pick up a yellow dodgeball, purple team, purple dodgeball, but it doesn't have to be that way. Again, you can modify this as needed. So now they have to make choices now. They're going to go down on the scooter. And again, this could be, this is great when it's blindfolded. Um, they can decide if they're, they're going to get a bucket and build or they're going to get a dodgeball and destroy another tower. Now they have to decide. They can't do both. So they're going to go down. This is, again, very strategic. And maybe, and obviously the students at the other end of the team, let's say it's a team of four, the other two can you know, help you know, strategize, talk about what their next plan of attack is going to be. So if a tower is destroyed, so there's, a zone, there's like a line where they can't cross, but they can throw the dodgeball blindfolded or not um, at the tower, at another team's tower. If that tower is destroyed, the team who owns that tower must stop and return to that location and rebuild. So the goal is to be the first team to successfully build their tower um, and go back to the starting spot with their team. They will be the winner of that round. And uh, it's just a fun, fun game. And honestly, the first time we did it, I don't even think we got to level four. 
Um, it just took a while for everything. Again, it depends on your class time. We have 40 minutes, but there's instruction. There's warm up time. There's instruction time. There's cleanup time. All kind of stuff that is going on. So we don't always finish, but that keeps the kids coming back for more. And then we start. We don't have to start at level one next time. We start at level two or three. So just a great game, a great target game. Again, blindfolds or not, um, I just think it's really, really fun for the kids. But it's also it shows um, the target, you know, a game progression, and uh, just something the kids seem to really enjoy. And I think just the name Tower of Terror, I just I just really like that. So um, definitely give it a try. And if you get a chance, and let me know how it goes at supersizephysad.com. I also have a video I made. Um, an actual kind of animated video on how to play on my YouTube channel, Coach Carney 99. Um, it actually is called Tower of Terror. So check that out. And before we go, I need to give you my cowbell tip of the day. I just want to play some cowbell. I just think it's fun. So hold on one second. Here we go. You can do, um, if you want to assess, um, we're always big on assessment here in PE, and I know it's a, obviously it's a big thing. We need to be able to just not show that we're having fun. We need to show that we're actually assessing the students and their skills. So what I did last year was I used the uh, Plickers Magnets or Plagnets, um, uh, giving Mike Ginacola definitely credit for that. So uh, I made the pl Plickers into Magnets which um, you can definitely see online or in the shared uh, phys ed folder if you uh, or let me know if you're not sure what that is. Um, you could definitely find that on Twitter or go to his, um, his website, which is physeddepot.com or his uh, Twitter handle. So what I did was this. I, I assessed them not on their like scooter skills. Now you could, you could on their sportsmanship and, and um, I guess maybe throwing a ball like um, as far as assessing their throwing motion, things like that. But, you know, I felt like this is more of a teamwork type thing. It is a target game, but to assess, what I did was um, I projected the, the rubric on the board. I, I actually, I, I, you could do that um, on my, my whiteboard, but or um, I believe last year I actually just drew it on the board, the rubric, and uh, one through four. And here's the, the levels. One, and this is about uh, you're, as a teammate. One, I hurt our I hurt our learning. Two, I made a mistake or two with um, basically uh, with you know as how they're talking to people, how they're being a teammate. Three, I was respectful of others, and four, I helped others be successful. So those are the four levels, and I had them place them in the one, two, three, or four, I guess lane or column, and they turned it to uh, to match it, um, and that's what Plickers is and the Plickers magnets. So. I scanned it, took a picture of it, so I have it as an assessment of you know where they think they they were on that level, and that's then I can go and talk to them individually and say, well, you know, why is this? You know, what, why did you give yourself a one, a two, a three, or a four? And a lot of times the kids are pretty honest. Now uh, there are times when kids give themselves a four, and I'm like, yeah, no, you were probably a one or two, and we didn't have that conversation, or the opposite. You know, they gave themselves a one or a two, and I'm like, wait, no, no, you were, you, you did a good job. You know, you were respectful. I, I heard the way you're talking to your teammates. Um, you, you were using a clear voice, giving clear directions. So that's really a three or four. So those are the kind of conversations that I think are important to have with students. And um, 
because I, I have seen kids give themselves marks that are just not even close to what they should in a positive or a negative way. So um, have these conversations so they know for next time what they can do better. Um, again, we could have that just as a conversation right there, as a small group, as individuals, or as a class. And so that is the cowbell tip of the day.